Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, talks of motorway works, um, or will it be motorway works, uh, between Limerick and Cork uh, was uh, news that uh, everybody's been talking about for a long time. And now the actual physical work has not started yet. uh, But as we know, the planning uh, is underway and public consultations uh, and all of that. But what about having a cycle lane, a greenway, alongside whatever we end up having as a road along the N20 or M20. Well, Solicitor Joe Noonan, who's based in Cork, uh, made that uh, suggestion and got quite a reaction. And we have Joe on the line right now. And uh, we also have Anne Cronin from uh, the Limerick Cycling Campaign uh, with us uh, to chat about. And you're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Um, uh, Joe, you you got quite a reaction to this, didn't you, when you made the initial suggestion? I did, Joe. Good morning. And thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, this was an idea that just occurred to me when I saw the ads for the current open consultation for the public up until the 18th of December on the proposal for improving the linkage between our two cities. And it's obviously the theory here is that you build a new road or a better road or an improved rail line in order to make life easier for people living along the existing uh, overloaded road. And that, in theory, then should work and people should have a more pleasant uh, street and a more pleasant local environment around their town and in between the towns and so on. But oftentimes that gets overlooked when these big projects get built. There's great focus on getting the project right and getting the road surface right and the safety measures in. But the the, the important part of what the benefit was supposed to be for the people who whose lives uh, are currently kind of blighted by the traffic oftentimes seems to get missed or forgotten. So really, I don't have a fixed idea on, on how this should be done. And I, I know you mentioned earlier the idea of running it alongside the, the motorway, if there is a motorway. I'm not sure that necessarily is the, is the way to go. What maybe m- might be more practical and cheaper and easier would be to look at the existing roadway, if that's being freed up and think about how could we make it easier and safer for more people to use that roadway once the big burden of the existing traffic is taken off it, if that happens. And obviously, I'm not assuming that this is going to happen, but I'm saying this is the time to be thinking about it, because if we don't think about it now, it's likely to be to be overlooked. And yeah, it got a great reaction. I'm very pleased about that. And uh, it, it's just my wish really is to open up a conversation. Now is the time to have it. As I say, there's a submission deadline coming up in about two weeks' time there's a very good web, well, a website called corklimerick.ie. I suppose they could have called it limerickcork.ie. I don't know what politics <laughs> went on there. <laughs> but you can log on there and you can have your say. And in fairness to them, they do have a section marked active travel. Um, so there is scope for that sort of input or people talking to their friends or their local representatives or indeed local organisations like people promoting pedestrian improvements in the, in the city and outside and cycling and so on. So there is scope and I think the main message I wanted to convey was that this is actually the time and this is the opportunity. Let's have a go and let's have a cut at it and see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, you've been very careful not to preempt the outcome of this public consultation and we had no. uh, the man running on uh, running it, um, because it is a man as it happens, um, mm. uh, with us on the air last week and he too was being very careful. Um, mm. But realistically, do you think listeners would be massively shocked if the outcome was 
not to have a motorway but to have better rail links, something along the lines of what you're talking about, maybe a greenway, better cycle options and maybe some road improvements on the existing road? Those those are definitely in the picture now, maybe more so than they might have been 12 years ago. I was involved in assisting people on the legal side with this when it was subject to an oral hearing before Board Planola back in 2008 and certainly the, the entire impetus then was and the board approved the idea of the motorway. Times have changed, climate emergency awareness has increased uh, our, our way of getting about now in post-COVID Ireland is going to be different. Uh, so certainly, as you say, all those things are now very much more up in the air than they would have been previously. Mm. We're chatting to Cork solicitor Joe Noonan and, as I mentioned, Anne Cronin from the Limerick Cycling Campaign is also on the line. They're making headlines in places as far away as LA for the cycle bus we know only last week. How are you, Anne? Um, Good, Joe. Thank you. So, I mean, what's your take on you know, where Joe is coming from and then that larger debate that now appears to be happening as to whether it will end up being an actual motorway at all? Um, well, Joe, I think um, greenways, I mean, I'm a big supporter of greenways, as most people are. I think they provide, you know, a safe network for, I suppose, predominantly families, people that wouldn't necessarily be out on the roads every day actively commuting to work and things like that. They provide a great um, amenity for people, older people as well, to, to get around and to, you know, to get from place to place. And the, where we've introduced Greenways, they've been massively successful. I mean, Dungarvan and Westport and all those towns that, that filter off the, the Greenways have really seen a huge benefit. So there's there's so much to gain from developing our Greenway network around the country. And I see that Kerry um, are trying to do much of that as well now and have a ring of Kerry Greenway, which is fantastic. Um, you know, Can you just define exactly what a Greenway is? Well, I'm probably not the person to do that, but my understanding is it's using the old railway lines um, or old routes that are not in use anymore that are... Um, obviously not used by any cars or motor traffic, and so they're safe then to use for um, for cyclists. I know a lot of people use them as running tracks and things like that, and I've used the one in um, West Limerick that kind of, I don't know where, I've joined it at Raquel and gone as far as Abbey Field, but, and they're developing that as well and extending it. So they are, yeah, I've used that myself. It's fine one, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the one in Dungarvan really is the one that lots of people talk about, but... There are other developments around the, the, the country as well. I mean, the coastal mobility route that everybody has kind of looked at, which was developed by uh, Dunier Ratdown County Council uh, during COVID, is fantastic as well. Um, and whilst it's not a greenway, it's a route by the coast um, that people can use every day to, to commute to school, to commute to work and things like that. So greenways are transformative wherever they're introduced. But I think as well as that, they also provide a potential for a safer route to school if they're done correctly. Um you know, whatever, if if uh, a greenway was to be thought of or to be um, introduced between Limerick and Cork, it would certainly assist Butterfield, Crew and Patrick, as well, all those towns along the way, um, to maybe develop safer routes to school for children that uh, live in those towns and go to school in those towns and things like that, um, as well as, I suppose, um, assisting us, you know, in the environmental crisis that we're facing now in terms of decarbonising um, how we live 
and that's that's a huge that's a huge challenge. And do you think that there is actually a realistic prospect now of the solutions around the Limerick to Cork route being a combination of cycleways, greenways, better rail links, and not a motorway, but maybe some road improvements? I would certainly like to see it, and I think there is growing momentum there for a different way of travelling. Um, you know, I'm a promoter of active travel, but I was also a commuter for a very long time. In my previous work, I had to travel around the country, and a lot of the places where I had to travel to weren't served by rail, and so I drove a lot of the time. And so I absolutely understand that people want to drive on safe roads, and that's fundamental. And I think the road between Limerick and Cork, as it currently is, needs massive upgrading. Um but I guess the thing is, if we build more roads, we're putting more cars on them. And that's not necessarily the right way to be going. I think there's a huge job to do in terms of transforming um, our neglected rail network. And certainly the rail network between Limerick and Cork um, isn't great. You yeah. know, and I think, you know, recently myself and my family, now it's going the other direction, but we were, we were going to, we were travelling to Dublin to do the coastal mobility route in Dublin to check it out with our bikes. And it was prohibitive. The cost was prohibitive. It was about 200 euro to travel with the bikes. We'd have to make two separate bookings, sit in two separate carriages. And so we drove, actually, to Houston Station and parked there and then went on our way with our bikes. So currently, rail is prohibitive. It's prohibitive for travel with families. Um, and it needs it needs upgrade into the, the main yeah, urban towns. Yeah. I mean, Joe Noonan, there's no question about that. You know, we had people last week when we were talking about the various potential options now and the push for better rail routes between Limerick and Cork. And, you know, as, as they're currently constructed, we had listeners on almost laughing at the prospect, you know, of trying to head out to Limerick Junction and then having to fight your way on with Cork people who got on in Dublin and, and battling with them. This is all pre-COVID, of course, to see if you can find a seat or hang off something while you make your way down to Cork. That's it. I think that this is really important from a Cork and Limerick point of view. We have to improve the linkages between our cities and our counties as a counterweight to the huge imbalance of development in the country, which is on the east coast and centred around Dublin. And I think we really have to be smart about how we connect our two cities in particular. And and really, the consultation period in the next two weeks is going to be a pivotal moment in, in making sure the wisdom of the crowds, if you like, is heard, because the risk otherwise is that the old-fashioned ways are the most familiar ways in the corridors of power and, and that they will just by uh, default carry through and I think that, that would be a pity. I mean the reality is that if you had the kind of, I mean I know I'm, I'm in the realms of fantasy here now, but if you had the kind of a rail system they have in Japan hmm. then what? It would be a, a 25 minute journey from Limerick to Cork via high speed train? Yeah, that would be a fantasy all right, I'm not sure we could manage that. But having spent a lot of time on that uh, train uh, uh, voyage, going up to Munster for uh, going up for Munster matches, uh, I can only dream about that sort of fantasy here. But I mean, what, what prompted me partly in just making this idea uh, was that a few years ago I cycled up from Cork to Thoman Park for um, a Heineken Cup quarter-final match, and uh, that was an educational experience. It was um, something that I just thought there when I saw this. It was, talk about spending a billion euros or close to it uh, if this motorway idea goes ahead and I'm thinking just as a kind of a taxpayer is that the best use of public money or can there not be the 10% that's supposed to be allocated out of the roads budget spent on active travel and what a difference that would make as Anne said if you did that sensibly around the towns of Croom, Patrick's well coming down to Charleville, Mallow, 
you could just transform children's lives, parents' lives. You could have safe ways of children to cycle to school or to walk to school. You could release parents from the necessity, as they see it at the moment, to drive them, which only adds to the problem of the congestion. And it really could be, to again use Anne's word, I think transformative. Right, very good. Well, listen, generous souls that we are here at Live95. You can log on to live95.ie, Joe, and hear full commentary of Munster Play Zebra tonight Fair at play. a closed uh, Thoman Park. So that'll be Fair helpful to you. Um, uh, and as you say, the consultation is open until the 18th of December. So listeners can get involved, make their suggestions. It was great to see the kind of reaction uh, that you got uh, to it when you made the suggestion yourself on social media. And we appreciate your time. That's Cork Solicitor Joe Noonan and Anne Cronin, who's a, a regular guest here on Limerick Today from the Limerick Cycling Campaign. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.